What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Enlightened Sounds. We are on episode 25 now. I am UTXJG The Don here, as always, along with my co-host, leader of the flock, who just hit a fresh-ass 95 on EBA 2K at the, at the struggling boy. <laughs> that boy was late night streaming. He was determined tonight to get that 95. But how you feeling right now? Yeah, I feel like it's the middle of the night, but we, try, but we trying to knock this shit out. So let's get yeah, it. man, definitely, definitely. So with that being said, man, we are trying to take our asses to bed, but we are trying to get this done. Stupid internet, man. We were supposed to have it done earlier, but you know how things go. Every time you off, it's always some bullshit something. that happens. So it's always something. Never fails, but my internet's back up, so we are getting this done for you all so we appreciate everybody that continues to listen to us that continues to share the podcast if you aren't sharing the podcast and you're listening please share the podcast i don't care what platform that you listen to whether it's apple google spotify anchor i do not care if you like what we are saying and you listen to us every episode please share the podcast rate us on apple if you are listening on that platform other than that man again we just appreciate everybody that continues to listen and support gi for what ever we do all right let's get into the music news notable new releases so it's been of course a couple of weeks so this is going to be uh, everything that came on the last couple of weeks we have big crit crit is here uh, we have Jaden and Jaden smith he came out with Eris. you have machine gun kelly came out with hotel diablo west side gun griselda we have fly god is an awesome god we have Nas lost tapes too that finally dropped uh, this week, actually. Uh, Iggy Azalea, in my defense, which I'm definitely don't plan on listening to, but it's here anyways. Because <laughs> I did not like Iggy Azalea at all. I don't think she will ever make it's a song that I would like. You said the title, you said in my defense. Yeah, I don't in my like defense. Her. Yeah, it's. Yeah, she do what she would do with that, but I still ain't listen to that bull. Uh, we have Maxwell Cream, Brandon Banks, his first album on Rock Nation. I definitely listened to that one, and we have Willow with the self-titled album. So we got we got both the uh, the Smith uh, family here, Willow and Jaden, both dropped something in consecutive weeks. So there you go, man. Those are all the notable new releases that came out in the past couple weeks. Uh, let's get into the music news, man. Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupri is yeah. still getting into some mess because he's opening his mouth and saying some things that people do not agree with. Again, Jermaine Dupri's definitely etched his uh, his name in the ranks of the hip hop elite. He definitely done a lot, but eh, some of his comments, I just think it's, he's really speaking from the uh, perspective of an old head that just doesn't get what's going on uh, nowadays. Again, I respect him for his opinions, but some things just shouldn't be said. So anyways, if you want to know what's going on, Jermaine Dupree was asked about the female rappers today. And of course, Jermaine Dupree, like no matter what, he's going to defend the brat. He still thinks that the brat is the best rapper. And again, I don't blame him. The brat was a very good rapper, but you cannot be putting down other female rappers, whether they were in the past or today, just because you want to big up the brat so much. So he was asked a question about um, about female rappers, and he was saying that you know uh, the female rappers nowadays always talking about stripping, and they don't have anything else to say. So yeah, because of that, he got a lot of backlash. Um, obviously, like 
when you talk about uh, female rappers who are always talking about stripping and stuff, the main two rappers that you would probably be mentioning nowadays would be Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Cardi B was actually a stripper, and Meg Thee Stallion be twerking all the time. Now, she's not a stripper, but she definitely has that sex appeal for sure. Uh, so a lot of people, again, didn't like that. You had other rappers speaking out, whether they were female or not, like, dog, you tripping. Like, there are females out here that actually spit, and they don't talk about stripping. Uh, mainly Rhapsody. She's she's a big opponent uh, for female rappers uh, nowadays. She's an MC. Yeah, she yeah she's an actual MC. So she don't talk about stripping. So do you listen to her, Jermaine Dupri? Uh, Tierra Whack is another one that I can mention. Does she talk about stripping? No. Like these chicks are actually spitting. So again, it's not everybody, but when you talk about all females, again, you were lumping them all together. And even still, I don't agree with that. Like obviously Cardi B, like she rapped from the perspective that she was in. What else is she gonna? rap about so i even give her a pass because that's the that's really the lifestyle that she came from meg design doesn't rap about stripping she just talks about women's empowerment and like yeah it is about sex but it ain't about stripping and stuff so again he was basically putting all these new female rappers in a bubble and again people didn't like that so he caught a lot of backlash and then he turned around and was like yo i'm gonna host this so so deaf female cypher <laughs> right <laughs> so that made it even Genius. worse yeah, that made it even worse. on his like, part. Yeah, so no the buddy. whole time he was just plugging his shit. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, that really was. It really was at that point. So nobody was trying to listen to this at all. Um, you had Ari Lennox, who's not even like, she's more she's more of a singer. She's not really a rapper. But, yeah, I heard that little yeah. white comeback. <laughs> she was just playing. Like, I didn't really yeah. take that serious. But even still, like, you know, people laughed at it or whatever. It was like, yeah, go queen. Um, but, like, she put out, like, a diss or whatever um, about Jermaine Dupri. It wasn't really anything to, you know, go ha-ha about. But it was just, it was just funny but yeah man so this is what Jermaine Dupri said and you know he tried to try to you know come back and make up for it by doing a female cypher which nobody's trying to participate in so uh how do you feel about Jermaine well, Dupri do you just feel like he's he's just behind the times or do you think that there is some truth to his statement there there's a lot of truth to it I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I totally agree with it because I don't because he he was basically singling out like three or four females and he lumped them all up, which wasn't right because when you listen, there there are a lot of a lot of other ones that don't don't do that. Dreezy and you know what I'm saying, of course Rhapsody and you know what I mean a few others that don't do that. I mean uh, Rico Nasty don't really do that. So there's, there's there's a lot of them that don't do that, and I felt like he was right though. I mean, it was it was just the way he said it. I think he would have been like, you know, the stuff that's put out there on the on the main on the main stage, the main front. That's the stuff that you listen to, and those are the ones that make stripper music. And, and he's not lying. It's just he should have just worded it differently. He should have said, you know, it's starting to be like how hip hop was, say, back in two thousand five, when you know, shake that laffy taffy and party like a rock star. Oh, I think they like me. That shit was out, but you had to like really dig to listen to some, you know, some real like shit that people was really trying to, you know, trying to vibe with and really listen to that was saying something. I think he should have like worded it differently. It did make make him come across like an angry old head though. And I came front. It did because I felt that when I first heard it, but then when I really like broke it down, it was like okay, I get what he's saying. Then when he said the whole oh I'm doing a cipher shit, I'm like genius. What like <laughs> he know what he's doing, man. He, he knew what he was doing. So. I ain't got no problem with him saying it and feeling that way because I even feel that way to a certain to a certain degree. But people said that back in the '90s, which we all say is the golden era and shit. Because Kim was Kim was on that raunchy shit, 
know what I'm saying? Foxy wasn't so much, but she could still, she would be on that raunchy shit. Eve wasn't ever really on that raunchy shit in the late 90s, early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? A couple other females were, but, you know, when it came to spitting, they could spit. I just want to see some, um, I want to see some some variety, though, in a lot of these females, what they're rapping about. I'm tired of hearing about, you know, you got your titties and, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, Hot Girl Summer and, you know, Big Old Freak and, you know, Freak Like This and Freak Like, like okay, we get it, yo. You you five you ten and you you freaky and you fine. We get that, but I want to hear more. You know what I mean? I want to hear more. So like even Kim came out and you know when the shit happened when uh after Big passed and all that and the song she did with Mary J singing the hook and stuff like that. She open she let you into you know what I'm saying the personal shit and that's the shit I be wanting to hear sometimes. Like okay, we can't we can't dance to everything. You know I mean? We can't dance to everything. Everything ain't meant to be played in the strip club. So I just I just need to hear more. That's all. I give you the other side of the spectrum, though, to to further defend what he said about females, you know, rapping about the same stuff. Niggas do the same shit. How many niggas oh, rap yeah. about drugs? How many niggas rap about shooting their guns? Whether they actually live that life or not, because a lot of dudes are faking. Uh, okay. We we seen like another thing with this dude named Lil Tecca who's, who's gaining some buzz, but he just outright said like, I don't even do that shit. Like it's just fun. Like a lot of rappers do that. Slim, they, they, Slim Jesus all yeah, over. Yeah, Slim again. Jesus. Yeah, they've been doing it for a long ass time. So I would also argue that they the men, long, the yeah. men rapping though, like I mean, they rapped about at first it's rapping about selling the dope, and now you turn it to the rapping about doing the dope. So like yeah. I mean, it still really had to change. A lot of people are still rapping about the same stuff. So like I would actually say like everybody's still rapping about the same stuff, but again you have those you know few rappers that either like you truly knew that they were about their life and you respect that, or you have those rappers that don't rap about their life because they actually did not live it. So I mean it's still on on both spectrums when you have the men and the women, like there are still those rappers that don't do that. So you can't just you know call everybody out for what like a few rappers who you may be mentioning are doing. So, I, like I said, I don't know. Like, I, I still don't agree with what he said. Because, again, if you're going to say that about the females, then you got to say that about the dudes, too. But wasn't he asked about... about no, he was, asked about the, he was asked about the females. But it was still, like, I still don't find that his well, statement had I think much applied, validity. Though, cause he, he, was asked, he wasn't asked about the dudes. He was asked about the women. So, I, I can kind of see why he, why he was, uh, you know, pressed to say what he said. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I still don't I fully us, agree. If you ask either one of us or they ask us about how you think about you know with the females as rapper i'm not going to compare them to the men you know what i mean because they get sick of being compared to the men so it's like why compare them i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk about that topic them just them because i know a lot of females they we get tired of being called female mcs and you know yeah. what i'm saying women mcs like they just want to be they want to be rappers they just want to be mcs okay now you now you got it so we're gonna lump you up with everybody but mm -hmm. you still it's still almost impossible to, to separate you know to not separate them right so, yeah true because it's different and it's not a, it's more of them now than it was say 10 years ago so that's the reason why i was like i want to hear more than just you know yeah, it's a the huge, shit that they talk about it's a huge boom now yeah there's a lot of female rappers out that came out the last couple of years and like for those who don't know rhapsody is my favorite rapper period right now period male or female like period so, I mean, of course, next to Nas and 3000, but my favorite, though. Mm, okay, okay. Well, I just want to bring that up because I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not really really a matter to compare because he was asked about everybody. But but still, like, it's it's really 
the same on both spectrums like when it comes to the masses rapping about the same shit versus you know mm-hmm. those couple people from the bunch that aren't rapping about that and you can't lump them in there that's doesn't you know that's just my opinion on it but uh but anyway take it how you will you will either agree or disagree with it but i think one thing is for certain these females will not be participating in this cypher <laughs> i will say that I, I yeah i think you pissed them off at this point jabati but you ain't coming back and promoting your own shit oh boy that that ain't nah. that ain't the way <laughs> so that ain't a good look. yeah it definitely ain't so moving on uh this was definitely a huge topic and again like i don't really care about it it but I thought I should mention it just because of the second fact. Um, but Lil Nas, we're talking about Lil Nas. He actually came out as gay um, some weeks ago. I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, it was actually like I'm not at, touching the, this one, at the end of Pride no. Month. And uh, I mean, surprisingly, like, well, actually, I wouldn't even say surprisingly because it's 2019, bro. And like, people just don't care. And that's how I felt. I was just like, all right, he came out as gay. Cool. And, and then that was it. Like, I kept it moving. But you know, I'm one thing, one th- hold on before you continue. One thing I will say, because I said I wasn't touching this, but one thing I will say, the big, the one positive that came out of that. I mean, if you want to call it, it depends on what your views are, or whatever. It don't really matter. But um, I feel like he gave a lot of other people the confidence to do so as well when he did that. But mm-hmm. a lot of people that that known him from before, which I had never heard of him, because I just thought you know his 15 minutes ain't ran out yet or something, but. Apparently he was doing stuff for like some Nicki Minaj shit. You know what I'm saying? Ran like like he was like an admin on some Nicki Minaj fan something back in the day or whatever. And he said people knew that then that he was gay or whatever. No. But it was like, but a lot of people that didn't know him up until now didn't realize that. That's why I was like it was easy for him to do so. But I don't really care, man, for dude gay. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of people gay people that make good music. You know what I'm saying? That I listen to. Hell, I I mean you take some of the the greats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna, like, I mean, let's be real. People people accuse Freddie Jackson and Luther Vandross both of being gay. You know what I'm saying? It was it was some speculation on that. Take Freddie Mercury, George Michael, Boy George, you know what I'm saying? People like that. Like, they all made great music. So, I mean, whether they gay or not, I don't really give a shit. You make good music, I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah, it's the same way. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that he was gay. And when he actually came out, like, I didn't care. And he was saying that, like, you know, one of his songs, he was like, wasn't it obvious? And then he was talking about, like, his album cover when it had, like, the the pride, the rainbow colors on there. And again, like, I don't be paying attention to that stuff. Like, that's. Did you know, know the jokes and shit came out. People yeah, like, oh, that's you know, like some of that shit ain't gonna lie. It do be funny because you know how the internet is, boy. Right. They once they, they get a hold of something, they 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 pounce on it real real heavy. But right. I mean, he took the shit in stride, man. So big up to him. Yeah, because I mean, he's a troll anyways on Twitter. Like that's it's how a lot of people you found out about him. Like and you know that's that was really the basis of how his song even blew up when he dropped it. Uh, but anyways, like again, I don't care about this stuff. All right, you know, congratulations. Um, I'm glad that you were able to come out, and you know, he ended up getting even more publicity from that. And then he turned around and dropped another Old Town Road remix with Young Thug and Mason Ramsey this time. Are we tired of this song yet or I not, am. bro? Because I, I think at this point I'm done, bro. <laughs> it's, it's been ran into the ground. That's why I said this. I saw it for like 15 minutes. Ain't ran out yet. I mean, we need we need something else, man. Like. How long are you gonna milk this shit? Bro? Like he did drop for about six months. He did drop the EP, but still, like after the EP, then you turned around and dropped the another remix. <laughs> so I don't understand. You gotta make more music, fam. Yeah, you can't keep milking the same song, bro. It's like, yeah, you you gotta give us something else. It, I, I know, it, like he, he doing like he doing like a fucking like game developers do. It's like you got this game, you just keep coming with DLC, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> we need more, bro. 
he really should have just left it after the ep like the seven ep came out i think like panini is probably you know one of the next singles but he had you know he had the old town road original and he had the old town road remix with billy ray cyrus on there and then literally after that then you dropped another one with young thug and mason ramsey so it's like bro just just stop i understand like this is one of the biggest singles ever that you know that stayed at number one but we didn't need another remix fam like I, I didn't understand it i really didn't understand that you should have just let like one of your other hits like panini for example gain some traction instead of basically killing your ep and dropping another remix that's that's just me but i don't know maybe i'm not the smart one that's why i ain't rich and and he is where he is and i'm not you know i'm where yeah. i am maybe maybe that's it maybe there's some some thought to this but i just didn't understand it at the time but i know that black kid ended up gaining some traction on twitter because he was like if you think i'm gonna listen to another old town road remix with young thug and mason ramsey you absolutely right and apparently he retweeted it and, and he said he gained some, a little bit of clout from that so shout out to black for that but i'm i'm i actually don't agree with that <laughs> i didn't want to hear another remix bro <laughs> i didn't want to hear another one so if he does it again man and i'm officially done but i'm just I, i'm really not a little nas x fan um because i didn't i didn't really like his 70p it was, was kind of like all over the place he was doing some rock and some country and then like actually like giving us some trap stuff but i didn't really like his his ep so it is what it is man you know you like him you like him if you don't you don't but uh yeah that's that's all from that so uh hopefully we don't get too many more old town road remixes kill the song let it be dead bro um anymore yeah we, we're done we're done with that <laughs> all right man so more news man r kelly bro it's we gotta talk God. about it again it's still going so this time after all of the stuff that's been going on with r kelly his camp is singing about him it's been it's been a while it's been a while and his camp has been pretty quiet i will say they've been pretty loyal but i think it's finally gotten to their breaking point with people that have been close to r kelly all these years so yeah um apparently some sex tapes in the in the upwards of 20 sex tapes have been leaked um by his camp and they're going to use it against them in court uh, apparently homeland security was the one that caught him this time and this wasn't even from like one of his original cases that they that they got him. It was something completely different. Uh, but like I said before, like his camp has been snitching on him now. Uh, they've been saying like, you know, I wouldn't have my children near uh, near anybody who did stuff like that. So I think like the tables are finally turning. I don't know if they got him for real, for real, because R. Kelly's been getting out left and right over these years. And like it's just been getting progressively worse. But I still don't know if they got him for good. But this is what's going on right now. It's campus snitching on them, and they and they apparently they got a lot of evidence uh, against them now. So now it's not just the girls coming out because apparently like it's two girls that are still to this day, you know, claiming that he didn't do anything, and they're not, you know they're there on their own will, and it's just been getting ugly. Like I'm really tired of talking about it. I hope that this can officially be the end. But let's be real, man. Like I think that. If they really wanted to get him, they would have got him already. Because I don't understand why he keeps getting out. If y'all got all this evidence against him. So, how you feel about this, man? That his camp is finally, like, after all this time, snitching on this man. I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm, it's like, it's, this shit just keeps going on, yo. Like, it, it keeps going on and on and on. It's like, you got more evidence, then I right, fine. Do what you got to do, but... I mean, it, what it looks like to the untrained eyes that they just constantly messing with him. 
Like they trying to get them on something, but they can't get them on what they want to get them on. It's like let that man live. If if he ain't done nothing wrong, that is. But if he if he did that illegal shit that they say he did, then I'm all for, you know, what I'm saying putting his ass in jail. I mean that's that's for real, for real. Like anybody that got like if you got daughters, which I don't, it um you know it, it I'm sure it hits home a little harder. But I mean if you got kids in general, you you don't, you don't want nobody having that predatory you know status, which could you know harm your children. So it's like just with R. Kelly, man, it's like this dude, this he just can't stay out of it, man. For real, like he 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 legit he is literally going broke. You know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to fight fight all this shit because he ain't been putting out no music. I don't know what other shit he got. And I, if I ain't mistaken, did some of his publishing go to Aaliyah's parents? Uh, I'm not sure about that one. I, I I might be right. I could be wrong, but but I think I did see that. But either way, that's that's not good. And it was like some of his earlier music too, if I ain't mistaken. But um. I just need I just need some type of resolution because you get tired of hearing it like every month is some new shit and he locked up they they press charges and then he's right he's right back out and he's back home then this shit with these these parents I ain't gonna lie I look like one of them, them sets of parents they just trying to get money out this dude one one of them sets of parents they trying to extort money from this guy it's like if they if their daughter's constantly telling you no nah, we fine and all this other shit we at the Trump Tower he in this town or whatever like if they wanted to come out, if they felt like they was held against their will, wouldn't they, you know, say, all right, I'm, I'm going with y'all. This is, it's a lot of shaky shit going on with that situation. So I'm going to just tread lightly on that one. But yeah. if, if he did wrong, if he did wrong to be punished, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing some more stuff shortly about R. Kelly, but for now that is what's going on with him. All right, moving on to Diddy. We do not know what this man is thinking. He can pretty much do whatever he wants, but he decided to ask Twitter if he should bring back making a band. I don't know why he asked this question because you know for sure everybody's going to say yes, bring it back. Especially in 2019, we got social media and everything. Like making a band in this day and age would be dumb lit. Um, I'm not necessarily you know, like advocating for bringing it back but i know that the majority would like to see this especially with all the uh you know dave Chappelle memes and all that when he he did his show like that was it was hilarious it was legendary so he asked a question everybody was saying yes but it didn't look like everybody was excited about making the band because they feel like if diddy brings back making a band they will not include the original people that actually you know someone made a name for themselves aka day 26 and danny king uh danny king said specifically dare you bring the true stars back and you show show you can finish what you started uh day 26 also spoke in it was like i can't speak uh for donnie and danny kane but i know day 26 is still uh, we're actually preparing the tour in october and november of this year we're still out here making music and making moves our part of it is secure enough to be able to come back to the show i know danny kane is still working as well it's not all five members but they're still working if you grab those working components and bring it to the show it will be a good idea so basically day 26 and danny kane they're like yo diddy don't bring the show back if you don't include us. Uh, but I don't even know. Like, do you feel like making a band would pop off like it did back in the day? Would you even want to see that on TV? I feel like that shit had that shit. It it did what it was supposed to do. 
when it when it did it, man. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I feel like they them other acts. I mean, they did their thing or whatever. If you're doing it, do it with new talent. He shouldn't be obligated to put Danny Kane and and uh what's some other what's them dudes day twenty six. He shouldn't be obligated to do it, especially if he if he in charge of it. Like if that's the case, the band should be in it too. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like and you know that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so it's like nah, I don't feel like I don't feel like you should be obligated to add them in there. If he gonna do it, it should be fresh faces. I know people that, that we seen what, fifteen years ago? Like we it, that was fifteen years ago, bro. So it's like either either do it fresh and, and, and some new shit or don't do it at all. Don't don't rehash. You know what I'm saying? Don't re reheat cold fries. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it. Cause it ain't gonna it ain't gonna taste right. Yeah. See the main thing that they wanted day twenty six and Danny Kane, they wanted to be brought back as mentors, but still like, are you really a mentor? I know that day twenty six said that they were touring, but did you know that they were touring? No, I don't check for them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not who saying knew they were still who knew, even knew they were still making music. Right, I didn't. Until I saw this article, I was like, damn, y'all still around? And Danny Kane, I mean, I don't know if they're still together or not. And they were saying, like, it's probably not all five of them. Because I know, like, they've been having their own internal issues, too. So, why would you want to bring somebody back who's not even, like, a full group to be a mentor? What are you going to mentor yeah. about? Yeah, it's like, if they, they've been out all this time, if you ain't got it by now, you ain't going to never get it. Facts. Yeah, I just feel like they just kind of want the spotlight back. Yeah, they just want to get back on the show. They want to get back. They want to get put on because that shit they doing by themselves ain't hidden. Because if we ain't heard it and we ain't know about it, there's a good chance that don't a lot of other people don't know about it. You know, because this is what we do. We actually check for we actually check for music, new new artists, old artists, long as they come projects, we check for it. You know, and we decide who we want to talk about and who we can skip. Yeah, so this is the weird one. I don't know truly like what their intentions are, but that's pretty much what it sounds like. But, um, but we still don't have any full confirmation or uh, if Diddy will bring making a band back. But I think it would definitely be lit for social media if if, uh, if he did. But I don't know how that would work in 2019. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on that one. But we shall see. We shall see if he actually brings it back. I know if he does, it's definitely not going to be on MTV though. It's going to be on Revolt. And I don't know too many people yeah. that have revolt, <laughs> so that's gonna be hard to pull off. Yeah, he might be alienating his audience, but I mean, this is his own network, so I would do the same thing. <laughs> like I would, I would right. care, but again, we'll we'll see, we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition. So if it does, it'll probably come out in the fall. But I, I don't know, I don't know if this will gain any traction. I think he was just asking a question. I don't know if he's actually taking you know everybody's input serious, but uh, we'll see, we'll see if he does end up uh, coming to production. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, it's making the band news. Uh, another thing that has been going around, though, if you've been paying attention, but ASAP Rocky, the whole ASAP Rocky uh, movement has been going around with uh, multiple artists. Um, ASAP Rocky ended up getting caught into a scuffle uh, with, I guess, some some like random people in um, in Sweden, uh, and he ended up getting arrested. 
and it's been a it's been definitely some other news we did not know for sure what was going on but there have been original reports that when he got arrested that he wasn't in the uh the greatest of care which again like man this prison bro like if you're in prison it doesn't matter who you are like they don't know who you are over there for real they don't they don't care about your well-being like you you in jail my guy so okay if he was in you know deplorable conditions as they called it they were saying like he had a neighbor who was tossing his own shit around and, and like you'll have crazy people like that i mean that happens in regular jail too you sometimes you'll have those people but they were saying that he wasn't in the best conditions and that basically sparked off a whole free asap rocky movement because they felt like he wasn't in the best of care in prison um but asap rocky actually issued his own statement um tmz was the ones who originally broke um they say that he was in deplorable positions but uh, asa rocky said that he had never talked to tmz or any third party regarding the circumstances when he was arrested uh, i.e when he was in prison he was then treated and treated properly however he has experienced the conditions in the arrest as very simple and has experienced that it smells urine in the cell in the arrest however not in detention the conditions in the arrest cell can in that respect be criticized again it's prison so like you'll be dealing with stuff like that bruh if they locked you up i don't think that they really care much about like if you're getting steaks in jail or, or that you have the best condition that you yeah, don't smell definitely ain't the Ramada, yeah like it's not that like you got locked up you got locked up but i think another thing that people were disputing about was him getting arrested period because i did see the video and you know it was originally his security guard that was uh that was messing with the people because you know they wouldn't apparently leave him alone so a lot of people felt like when Ace rocky ended up getting involved that he was still on the right because they were not leaving him and his entourage alone um so that you know that could be left up to debate it's whether you believe it or not but in, in the end of the day he got arrested and he's still in jail uh to my knowledge but um obviously a lot of other artists um they even went so far as to not even perform in sweden uh, because they are standing in solidarity for asap rocky so i didn't really yeah, think that him. i didn't think that like this would spark like so much so much resistance i didn't think that that many people actually like cared about him um i and, and again i don't know if it was just because of the fact that you know he wasn't in the best conditions or if they felt like he was just innocent um after they saw the video but it was a lot of people that were like like i'm not even gonna perform over there like i'll mess up my money just to not perform because they stand in solidarity and they want that rocket to be freed it even got to a point where donald trump himself said that he was getting calls and he was trying to talk to the people of sweden to try to get them uh try to get them freed and justin bieber was co-signing this stuff like it's gotten crazy when you get donald trump um involved in this i know he don't give a damn about asap rocky for real but uh, i guess you know the right person called him and was like yo i think it was actually kim kardashian if i'm not mistaken about this one too so like it's been getting crazy i didn't think it would get this serious but it really has wasn't he the same one that, that did that shit with uh what was that uh that uh one of the ball brothers when oh, that uh, shit in China. oh uh Leangelo. what was it lamello oh Leangelo. yeah Leangelo. i think so yeah i think so oh, yeah we're trying to get him free when he uh when he got locked up from shoplifting yeah. yeah that's what it was so it's it's been crazy how you how you feel about this whole situation man i don't know what i really i heard it was like a fight or whatever but i don't we don't we don't really know the in-depth detail so my thing is if he did what they say he did then you gotta play it you gotta let it play itself out it's fucked up but i mean you don't act a monkey in another country yo because them laws that they got out there ain't ain't what we what we used to 
they can do what the fuck they want over there to you. There ain't really too much you can really do. You ain't got the same rights over there as you do over here. So I, I just feel like I just feel like it's being like overblown though. It's like it just it's a lot of just media media bullshit. Let that you know whatever you're trying to do, just go through the proper uh go through the proper protocol. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a fight, it ain't like you kill nobody or no shit like that. So, do what you gotta do and and, and let them let them go. Or, or release them to the United States and let the United States deal with them. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know uh, what's gonna happen with this, but uh, as soon as he gets freed, then I, I know everybody's gonna probably be making tracks about him and stuff like that. Um, I, again, I don't know how many people truly care about it or if they're just riding away and like, yeah, free HR Rocky because a couple other people said it. Because I do feel like it's a bit of fakeness going around in the industry. Um, but even still, like, you know, whether he, he like was really in fault or not, um, I mean, you can't really get upset at deplorable conditions in jail. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. jail. So, again, like, I, I I would hate for people to keep harping on that. Now, again, as, as far as, like, the innocent or not stuff, that's another debate. But uh, but even still, man, hopefully he gets freed soon if he is truly innocent. But, like, yeah, you can't be messing around overseas, like you said, because they'll lock you up for something real simple. Or they'll ban you from the entire country. Because I've, I've definitely heard people getting banned from countries for way less. So... That it is what it is, man. And, you know, if you didn't want to perform in tweeting because of this and you stand in solidarity, so be it, man. So be it. Uh, but let's move on to the last bit of news here. Salt and pepper. Now, I didn't even know this was a thing either. DJ Spinderella says she want her coins and she has not been getting paid. Said that Salt and Pepper has been screwing her out of millions. Uh, said that she would get paid for the 1999 Best of Album. Said she would get one third. Said that she did not get paid. Um, said that she would only receive 125000 but never received a dime. Uh, she said that she also got kind from getting money from the VH1 show, which I actually remember that. Um, and she got no compensation from the 2018 Billboard Music Awards. So I didn't even know this was going on. They were supposed to go on tour, but DJ Spinderella is not going on tour anymore because of this situation. So those are three different counts of her not getting her money. Uh, again, I don't know what's true and what's not, but they have some beef. And when it comes to money, that can definitely cause a rift in any relationship, even if it's your own brother. Fish your own blood, bro. Money is the root of all evil. And if you're not getting the money that you so deserve, then yeah, it causes issues like this. So, um, I mean, I'm not really checking for Song Pepper like I used to, but obviously, Push It is going to forever be one of those hit singles. It doesn't matter who you are, you know about Push It. So, I know they, they're going to be getting paid royalties for that song forever. But, uh, <laughs> but them going on tour, man, uh, I know we mentioned this before on other episodes, you know, like some of these older acts, like going on tour, especially going overseas, like they'll still book you. They'll definitely still book you. It doesn't matter, like, um, if you haven't come out with anything in the last couple years like they still book you to uh to perform your old shit but uh how do you feel about this old situation with dj spinderella it's it's a tough one man because you think you would think um you would think that after all those years they, they have a better relationship <clears throat> but i did like notice little shit it, it, it always seemed like uh she was always kind of like on the outside yeah 
Like she, it was like it was always just them two, and then then her is like when they would do shit, not be performing. You never seen her with the two of them, unless they were actually performing. So I just always thought with them, you know, it was just all business. But then when you start looking and start seeming like you know, after so long, you can't be around and and work with people that long and then not eventually be like, all right, we we it's it's a little more than just business. I mean, you think that's like from like the what the mid the late 80 the late 80s so you think from like 87 to here we are in 2019 you know what i mean 30 32 years later it's like damn y'all fucking this girl over if that's true like we don't know if it's really true or not but i wouldn't doubt it if it was because then they because i know they eventually they eventually like separated themselves from her uh, a few months ago right I think something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah I think they, they was just yeah. like, like, like she, you know, she ain't, they, she ain't with us no more. She like, well, my thing is, Salt Pepper ain't making no music no more right now. So they, they did that and then tried to, you know, try to cut her out of, you know, royalties and shit too. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. I'm not saying that's what it is, but you know, if I, if I need a, a place to start, that's where I would start. If I had to do a paper trail, <laughs> but. Yeah, I ain't know that detective, but that, it does look it does look shady when you listen to it. But like I said, do we know the full details? Who knows? But I, I never felt like she was like because I know they they had an original DJ Spinderella when they first started, and then she took over for that for that female for that woman. Let me stop saying female, <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? Because some of y'all get triggered easily. But you know, she was the she was the other DJ. You know, she was actually the second DJ of theirs, but. Who knows, man? You you never know, bro. Like this, it be it, the music industry, man. You know that you know what what Q Tip say, man. <laughs> say rule number four thousand and eighty. Record company people are shady. Mm. It ain't just the record company people. Sometimes the people that you that you work hand in hand with, back to back, side to side with. Big facts, big facts, and I think I would have to you know I would have to agree. That I think this uh, uh, song Peppers just acted shady because yeah, you're right, like. DJ Spinderella, like a lot of people don't even know about her. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people the name don't of the know group about is Salt and Salt Pepper. Pepper yeah, just them too. Exactly, nice. exactly. So yeah, I but mean, she's they, they entitled could to a third of everything. That's that's fact though. Yeah, that's definitely fact. So like I say, if y'all are cutting out, you know, cutting out of the money, man, y'all being shady. So y'all need to pay her, and you know, if if she truly is right, then she definitely needs her coins, and she has every right to not go on tour with them if they doing her dirty. So, man. We'll see what ends up happening with that, but yeah, um, I don't know how they're gonna go on tour without her. So I don't, I don't know if they're still gonna continue on or not. That's what we'll end up seeing. But uh, that's all of the music news. That was definitely a lot. Now let's get to the album reviews. Man, oh man, two of the probably the biggest albums that people have been anticipating this year uh, dropped a few weeks ago, and again we're just now getting to it. So please forgive us. But we are going to first talk about that Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib Bandana. This was such a highly anticipated album from a lot of cold fans after Pinata dropped. Um, I am not the biggest, um, the biggest person on Mad Lib. I can't say that I really know much about him in this production. Um, but from what I do know, he's definitely like regarded as, as one of those, uh, one of those really, really good, um, really good production, uh, production cats out there. And he definitely garnered a lot of respect in the industry. 
um and i remember when pinata came out like i think everybody was like how is this gonna work because freddie gibbs is not the type of dude that would rap on some mad lib beats but it worked like a lot of people really liked the album i can't say that i really did but when i listened to bandana because i was like all right i'm gonna give it another try and see how this is because i do really like freddie gibbs but uh but the mad lib beats just really don't seem like a thing that will work and i mean when i listen to this one he did actually have like one one like sort of trap beat um uh, which was half main half cocaine and i would say like that was probably one of one of my favorite songs but um i definitely listened to this like four or five times just to like really get a good feel from it and i did find myself liking um some more songs um so it definitely caught on for me a little bit um and i would definitely say i like this better than pinata um it just had some different feels on here but what am what am i doing man i kind of got <laughs> i got more into how i felt about it before talking about what's on the album so excuse me um freddie gives a mad little bandanas 15 songs total it features pussy t killer mike anderson pack yasin bay aka most deaf and black thought and uh and again i would say my favorite songs are half main half cocaine crime pays and palm olive and that's the song with pussy t and killer mike um i would say like lyrically wise on point like freddie gibbs be coming with it and and again like i just don't know how he continues to like kill these mad lib beats because it just doesn't seem like it's him and i just had to like get in my mind and like yo like this is this is a different type of vibe it's not the freddie gibbs album that i'm used to listening to but this is something that like the mad lib fans and the freddie gibbs fans can both enjoy um, so after like trying to get that in my head, I ended up again liking more songs on here. Like I like Flat Tummy T too. Um, that was that was a cool one. Uh, Giannis with Anderson Pack was definitely a fire one. Um, Education with Yasin Bain and uh, and Black Thought was dope as, uh, as well. But I just had to listen to it multiple times to really like get into the full mindset of it. Again, I wouldn't say that this was my favorite album of the year so far, but I would say I understand why it was highly anticipated. Why people were literally screaming about this damn album. Like, when we gonna get it? When we gonna get it? When we gonna get it? So finally here i know a lot of people said like man i really enjoy this and they did like it better than pinata um and i would say it's definitely up there it's definitely gonna be up there in a lot of people's list for uh the best album of the year not mine but it's definitely up there i can see why i can definitely see why so uh what type of vibe did you get from from this and did you listen to pinata when it first dropped mm. when it first dropped no listen to it later yeah okay how you, um, like how are you because i know like you're a big production cat like how do you feel about mad lib i, I mean I, I when i first i first heard of mad lib is when he did the album with uh with jay dilla they did a uh, collab album called j lib and that shit was hot to me because i'm like you said i'm just a fan of production and you know that style of production is my style of production you know what I'm saying with samples and shit like that i when i seen this i'm like wait a minute they did this together like as in both of them together i'm like wait a minute i had to look i'm like oh shit how's this gonna work with this guy because i like freddie gibbs so and i was just like okay we'll see but i i, I already knew who mad lib was and i was just i was just just intrigued on how this combination would work but it worked <laughs> i ain't gonna lie it worked for me uh my favorite songs on the album was uh was half man half cocaine uh massage seats paul Mollas. And uh man, Pusha killed that shit. And uh in education. 
So those were my favorite songs on the album. I I thought the shit was tastefully done, man. It was done good to me. It was it was different, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Because we always ask for something different. We don't want to hear you talk about you know Southern Cope on, on the same fucking beats. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to keep hearing the same people rapping on the same beats, talking about the same thing. And this album, it, it did something different. Granted, he had his, his, you know, he had his drug talk and, you know, saying his violence talk and shit like that. But it, it just, it came off differently. It was, you know, he, he, he wasn't, you know, it didn't come off as, as aggressive, but you could still feel the aggression in the rhymes. It just had different, you know, different background, different set, different type of canvas to paint this picture on. Facts, facts. And so yeah, for that, for that, I gave it, a, I gave it a three though. I gave it a three out of five. A three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would have to give it the same. Um. Probably if I, I don't know, because like, I'm, I'm still like on the on the fence about how this works. But uh, I would definitely say the production was definitely a one, and the rhymes were definitely a one as well. Um. But I'm just like again not the biggest fan of like them together. But I understand like that it it does work in some form or fashion. I, like it's, it's still kind of hard to to grasp like them two together, but I would give it higher, but it's just and I still wouldn't say that it's my favorite album of the year, but they definitely did their what's, thing and I cannot What's your favorite Freddie Gibbs song though? Like period? Yeah. Um let me see cuz I'd be forgetting the names of like half his stuff. Oh damn! I didn't mean to put you on the spot, dog. Yeah, you kind of did. You kind of did. <laughs> no, because I, I asked because I wanted to know like what what kind of vibe you know what I'm saying that makes you makes you like what he, you know what type of music what type of sound he usually comes with like, and I could be like, okay, I could see why you felt like that, or I could be like, well, this song is probably more suited for your liking or or something like that. That's why I was asking because like my personal favorite Freddie Gibbs song is Freddie Gordy. You know what I mean? That's my shit. And it's a slower, it's like a slower, like melodic track. But oh, okay. that okay. shit, that shit hit hard for me. And like I, I like uh chopping, I like chopping up the hard the hard too. The okay. hard when he, okay. they, they sampled that uh the emotions. Uh don't ask my neighbor. So yeah. I liked um you know his album only uh You Only Live Twice. Yeah. Uh Amnesia was probably my favorite one. Okay. Yeah. So that was my favorite because I I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like I wasn't really listening to like early Freddie Gibbs. I started listening to Freddie Gibbs like tastefully after after 2015, like when Shadow of a Doubt came out. So that was like after Pinata and after I listened to Pinata, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then he came out with Shadow of a Doubt, and I was like, okay. I was like, I, I kind of see like why this is. Why did everybody likes him? And then I listen to You Only Live Twice, which is my favorite album so far by him. Then I listen to Freddie, and then uh, and then Bandana. I didn't even listen to oh yeah, because Freddie was like some other stuff, but um, which he did with uh, with Currency. So that was that was something different. But and then I listen to Bandana. So because uh, I know I first heard Freddie Gibbs when he was messing with Jeezy, and I was like, who is this cat? Like like he was coming through with some with some hot shit. Um, so. So yeah, I, I can't say that I'm the biggest Freddie Gibbs fan, but I started listening to him a little bit late, so I didn't really catch his early stuff. So, so there you go, man. Uh, with that being said, man, Bandana, I know probably a lot of people listening, I'll probably think that this is a favorite thing. I know somebody I came in my chat and said this is definitely album of the year, like immediately, 
And uh, he definitely had your opinion. <laughs> you definitely had yeah. your opinion. But we still got a lot of uh, months to go. We we only in July, people. Only in July. But uh, we both give Bandana a three. Take it how you will with that one. All right, man. Last album review of the episode comes from Dreamville. And man, oh man, have we been waiting for this. Uh, I listened to this like so many times. It's not even funny. Like when it first came out, it was, it was, <laughs> it was crazy, man. I ain't even go out. Definitely listened. You was raving about it as soon as it came out. Yeah, man. I listened to it five times in one day. I, Cause I was just like, yo, I can't stop. I can't stop <laughs> listening to this shit. <laughs> I can't stop listening to this stuff. But before I get into how I feel about it, man, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 came out. This is a like super duper collab. I'm, I'm so happy that J. Cole like highly took the time. Yeah, highly anticipated. I'm so excited that J. Cole like got out of his shell and decided to just invite all of the coldest rappers that he knew about to one place and like just have them work on a whole bunch of tracks. I'm pretty sure this isn't even like I, this probably didn't even hit the surface of how many songs that they probably did during that time. Like, cause I watched the documentary too. I don't know if you peeped that. But like they went over yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that documentary was actually really, really good. And that made me like even more excited to listen to this. Cause it came out like three days before this drop. But like he talked about the whole process and like, you know, how he was just going from room to room. They had so many studios and everybody was just working on stuff. And like you could tell, like it was really a competition. Um, and that was just it was dope. Like the vibes were just super dope with everybody that came through. Uh, but this uh album ended up having 18 songs total. And I'm gonna read through the the extensive oh, list God. of everybody who do was on this. Have to. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, lot, so we have Loot, the baby, Young Nudie, Reason, Childish Major, Key, Maxwell Cream, Young Baby Tate, Guap Dad 4000, Buddy, Maz, Davion, Baby Rose, T.I., Reese LaFlair, Smino, Vince Staples, Ty Dolla Sign, Dreezy, Mareba, Deontay Hitchcock, Saint Beauty, and Saba. That's a lot of people. And of course, I'm leaving out the main people who, who are actually in Dreamville. Obviously, Cole was on here. Obviously, Boss was on here. And J.I.D. was on here. You had Omen. You had Kaz. And you had Ari Lennox. That's a lot of freaking people, man. A lot of freaking people. So I will say if I had to pick my favorite songs on here, it would be Down Bad, which is one of the first singles anybody ever heard. Uh, Don't Hit Me Right Now. Wells Fargo just because that was just that was the I, I could already tell they were having super fun when they made that one and, and when you watch the documentary you could also see that they were having so much fun with that one and Costa Rica which was another single that dropped like what they were dropping like two songs at one time uh, so you heard that one before the album came out as well man oh man I would have to say that like if I had to describe this album it's just like it's a wonderful mess it, it really is a wonderful mess. Like, it's so many different vibes on this one. Uh, so many different production because they had so many uh, producers in there, too. Again, all competing. So, like, everybody was competing, and, and this is what they came up with, man. Like, it's it's really, like, some collabs that I thought would never happen. Just from the first song alone, Under the Sun, I was like, yo, like, 
the baby came on this one at the end and just killed that joint. I was not expecting him to go hard like that. I wasn't expecting Buddy to to have like such an influence on this. I wasn't expecting Guap Dad. I thought Guap Dad was a joke, but Guap Dad actually came with it too on this one. It was just so much, man. JID killed every track he was on. J. Cole killed every track he was on. The only thing that right now I would say that I wish I heard more of was Boss. I actually wanted to hear a little bit more Boss. Um, he was on like two songs. Or yeah, yeah. And I was like surprised. I wanted to hear a little bit more Boss because I wanted him and J. Cole to kill the joint. But JID was on a lot of tracks. I feel like this was really like his like. I mean, I already knew that, that Buddy could rap. I already knew that he could rap, but like he really was like he had something to prove i felt like on this album man and it was crazy because he was on a good like six seven tracks like so he was all over the place j cole actually he had more features than uh the boss did so again i was i just wish that boss was on some more stuff but uh cos did his thing on this one omen did his thing like so many features earth game did their thing on some tracks it was just so much and like i feel like there's a song for everybody on this one and just when i watched that documentary and saw the whole process of what they did man it just made me appreciate what j cole did what he has manifested with dreamville like so much more with everything so i really have nothing bad to say about this literally the only nitpick is i wish boss was on more tracks but maybe he was just trying to chill and you know hang in the background but i loved it i love just about every track on here man like i will listen to it all the way through and again i did five times in one day and i continue to listen to it like to this day so <laughs> I, I have nothing bad to say man this was this was great it was definitely anticipated and and everything that i expected i got everything i uh that i expected i got from this man so how'd you feel i thought the shit was really good it was really good it was it was worth the wait it was worth the hype um my favorite songs on the album was uh, Wells Fargo, Sleep Deprived, that ladies, ladies, ladies shit with T.I. on that and J.I.D. That shit was cold, bro. Uh, Rembrandt and uh, Got Me. Uh, Got Me was like one of them sleeper songs that like you listen to it, you'd be like, oh, okay. With the the joint with uh, Ari Lennox and I think it was like Omen and Dreezy. Somebody yeah, else and, in the title. Yep. Yeah, don't. That that was my shit right there, yo. That's that's a that's a slow that's a slow joint. So, you, know, so you got to take it like it's a slow joint and, and dissect it, you know, or you can already know what it is when you hear it. But I like I like those songs the most out of all the songs. I can't really think of any song that I listened to that I really didn't like that much. There was a couple on there I was like, ah, eh, probably at the bottom, but they weren't bad. It was just compared to everything else that I liked, I just liked them less. Um. I've been teetering between a three and a half and a four with this one. I'm, I'm going to have to give it a four, though. I think it was that good. Okay. It was definitely that good to me. I'm going to give it a four. It was it was that good. I, like you said, I would have liked to hear a little more boss on there. I think we heard a lot of, like, J.I.D. You know what I'm saying? We heard a lot of J.I.D. on I think they featured Ari Lennox, you know what I'm saying, just right. It wasn't too much. And it wasn't, like, not enough. So, but yeah, it was it was some nice it was some nice uh some nice production on there definitely some nice production on there and um the lyrics I mean lyrically it was everybody 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 uh you know everybody held their own and mm-hmm. listening to, listening to JID go you know go at that song with with Ti that that ain't always an easy thing to do because Tip when he want he can be a monster and. That song was cold. 
that's always cold as hell to me, man. That lady shit. But they, they did their thing on that one. So I, I, I'm going to give it a four, though. Okay. I liked it a lot. I listened to it like three times. And I don't even listen to, I don't listen to no album like that. And I listened to it three times. Yeah, it's like rare. Two days. It's definitely rare that I would just like listen to an album and then immediately listen to it again. I was like, yo, I'm trying to catch some some stuff that I didn't hear the first time. And mm-hmm. I did every single time, man. Like, just the features that they had on every single track. Like, everything worked. And it just doesn't seem like, if you're just looking at it, you're like, man, how does that person work with that person? Like, everybody worked, bro. Even Young Duty just, like, saying something for four bars. It worked. And I don't even understand. Like, <laughs> it just, it doesn't seem like half of this stuff would work. But, like, it really did. Like, they really made a hell of a collaboration album and just like getting people from the outside on this one man it just it was so good so i'm gonna give it a four as well i i'm definitely giving it a four like it's nothing under that for this one and i would say so far man i, I think this might be my album of the year so far yeah yeah because so it's definitely it's definitely right there for me yeah i knew it would be that way and again just for me like having such high expectations and then, like hearing everybody that came there like I, I said immediately after I was like, "Yo, like, all right, so since Dreamville could do this, what's 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 going on with you, Kendrick? Like, I know y'all cool. Where, like, y'all need to do something like this. I know y'all know a lot of people too. What's going on with TDE? Other camps need to make this happen. I think that that'll be amazing. I honestly would. So I don't know, man. I don't know if other camps like actually want to, you know, take this into account. Just like lock people in the studio for you know two weeks and see what they can come out with it, but." Like, I, I think that TDE making a collaboration album would be dope. Even if it didn't have as many features, I thought that they, I, I think that they're the camp that can actually make that happen. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if we ever get something like that or from any other camp, you know, as big as Dreamville is now, because now they got a lot of members. At first, like, it was small, but now they got a lot of people too. So, uh, we'll see, man. But so far, man, it's probably one of the best, like, collaboration albums I heard in a long ass time. I think this was even better than like Khaled shit that came out this year, and and I ain't even really like Khaled shit like I did oh, his God. other ones. Khaled shit was actually kind of <laughs> mid for having like all those big artists on there. Are you kidding me? And then J Cole and Dreamville just come through with this, nah, bro, nah. So nah, this this shit was lit. This shit was dumb lit, and and again I listen to it pretty much every day, at least one song. So so there I go, man. I'm giving Dreamville and Revenge of Dreamers three the highest praise so far so far this year so we'll, we'll see if somebody else come with it because we definitely got some nice uh to review max O'Crean to review um for the next episode for sure so we'll let you know what we think about that uh, but those are our album reviews this episode uh let's get to the song of the week man uh my choice again i was listening to you know some older stuff from my playlist and that frank ocean pink and white came on from uh from that blonde album that came out in 2016 and again, I'm not the biggest Frank Ocean fan, but I remember when this came out, I only remember uh, when I told you, I was like, yo, you need to listen to Frank Ocean because I'm like, your boy is on there. Oh, and yeah. The Andre 3K. I'm like, if you don't listen to nothing else, listen to that song, bro. That solo reprise. Oh, my God. <laughs> it yeah, still gets me chills, but I didn't choose that song for this one. I chose Pink and White because, again, that was like, I think that was like track two or three on there. And I was like, yo, like this, like this is kind of a vibe that I like from Frank Ocean. 
um, I know the other time when I listened to Frank Ocean, it was on Odd Future Tapes, and I always thought that he was a really good artist. I like when he raps more than he sings, but he can still really sing, and uh, and I definitely respected what he does. But like when his solo albums came out, besides Channel Orange, because that like is always recorded as like one of his best albums ever. Um, but like I wasn't like the biggest fan, and and again like I didn't like the majority of Blind because it just wasn't my vibe but I definitely had some songs that I did like and this is probably one of my favorites on that Blind album uh, so there you go Frank Ocean Pink and White if you have not listened to it I would definitely recommend listening to that or if not listen to Solo Reprise because yeah you'll you'll definitely be excited if you have never heard that before if you're uh if you're a fan of hip-hop for sure for sure uh so what you got for us this week man uh I'm gonna go with the game Ali Bumaye, that's my shit. That shit still hit hard, boy. I know a lot of people, uh, you probably heard that song, probably first time hearing that song, playing GTA 5, but that shit, that shit says it got 2 chains of Rick Ross on there. I think it came out like 2012. Yeah, 2012. Off the uh, Jesus Peace album. That was actually yeah, a really man. good game album, too, man. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. That, that shit hit though yeah I ain't gonna lie that was a, cause I think like I didn't buy Jesus P so I didn't hear it like when it first came out but yeah I heard Ali Bumay for the first time on GTA 5 I ain't gonna lie mm-hmm. and I was like yo this shit <laughs> this shit goes yeah. and I was like, like let me listen to Jesus this? P man yeah I was like damn game okay yeah that, that shit whoever hit that track boy. and 2 chains went in there you know I love 2 chains, so he can really do no wrong for the most part uh, but yeah, he, he he went in there and went off there. Fucking Ross went in there and did his thing. That was just a that was just a complete song, yo. They killed that shit. Yeah, they really did. That was that's probably one of my favorite game songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite. So it's definitely top three favorite mm-hmm. game song. Okay, okay. So yeah, there you go, man. My choice: Frank Ocean, Pick Your White from the Blonde album, 2016, and Flock's choice: The Game, Ali Bumbaye from their Jesus Piece, 2012. There you go. All right. So now this episode, this wasn't a uh, this wasn't a question that was recorded, but this was a question from Twitter. So shout out to Quest seven one zero eight four. I do not know what those numbers stand for, but I'm sure you do. Uh, he asks us, what are top five rap groups, and what album made us a fan of them? Hmm. Flock, I'm gonna let you go first, man. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, in no particular order. Yeah. Or so we could do all five of them, or just go. Nah, do your one. do your top five, and then I'll I'll be right. back. Um, I mean this shit changes, man. So listen, like you asked me what my favorite food is. Most of the time, I'm I'm gonna tell you something different. So, but at the time of me seeing it, um, I say five. Um, I got five Outkast, and the album that made well, the album that made me a fan of them was their first album, Southern Playlist and Cadillac Music. The album that made me like really put them up there was AT Aliens. But um, number four, I got NWA. Of course, the Straight Out of Compton album. You got to put that in there. I mean, Dope Man remix for Ice Cube, all that shit, crazy. Um, plus, for what they did, like they they talked about a lot of shit that we go through today, and people thought that they were bullshitting when they talked about all that police violence. All oh, these niggas just bullshitting. And then when you start seeing it, the Rodney King and all that shit, they like, man, maybe they weren't lying. Um, three, I got Mob Deep. Of course, the infamous album, which is like that—that's never gonna leave my top five favorite albums, period, of all time. 
that's like in my top five favorite albums of all time. Uh, Wu Tang, number two, 36 Chambers, of course. Um, and then number one, Tribe Called Quest. And the album that made me like a super fan of Tribe Called Quest was Midnight Marauders. Okay. So that's my five. Okay, okay. Um, so I got Wu Tang in there, definitely. I ain't gonna lie, I almost put a little brother in there, but. They can't, they can't top none of these groups, though. Mm, yeah, I, I feel that. Like, I kind of feel the same way as you. Like, if you ask me on another day, I may put another another group in there. Uh, but Wu-Tang is definitely in there for me. Uh, I'm going to give you another one. Diplomats. Mm. I definitely got to give you Diplomats on that one. Um, I wouldn't say, like, any particular album made me a fan of them. Um, cause like, I'm gonna be honest, like I didn't listen to their full albums when it came out. So it was pretty much just singles, uh, Dipset Anthem. I mean, from their first album, Cameron presents the diplomats, like when he first, like officially let them go. Um, I'm really mean and I'm ready. Like it was so many, like just singles on there. They ended up popping. That was a double joint. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was a double joint. Yeah. On that one. So yeah, that's, that's what made me a fan of them. Uh, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw G-Unit in there, man, because I think, like, the impact that they had on me at the time, like, I was really just messing with them, uh, Beg for Mercy, like, I, because 50 Cent was, like, at the top of his game, and, and Lloyd Banks coming through, and then they got Young Buck on there, like, that, that shit was hard, so, so Beg for Mercy definitely made me a fan of them, uh, man, my, my other two, I would say... I would say at the time, which again, this this could pretty much go in and out, but I think at the time, like I was really messing with with High Boys, like because I, I think that they had a really really big impact uh, when they first dropped. So it it was really uh it wasn't Get It How You Live, but it was Guerrilla Warfare. Um, that was the one that really that really got me on them because back then, like I was a huge fan of Juvenile, Lil Wayne, Turkin, uh, and BG. So. I thought that they they definitely had a, a really big impact, and that was four, right? Yeah, I said Wu Tang, Wu Tang, G Unit, uh, Dipset, High Boys, and my final one is gonna be Three Six Mafia. Three Six Mafia, like man, I can't tell you how how many times I've like listened to them. Yeah, that's I mean, again, like Memphis coming out of Memphis like that, dog, and yeah, they had such a big impact. I was actually like very upset that they broke up. Like I understand Juicy J still doing this thing, but like I wish that they were still together, low key. I wish that they were still together. Um, the first album that got me a fan of them is when the smoke clears. That was the first album that like really listened to, and and yeah, like that that album still stands the test of time for me. Like one of the smoke players was just so so dope. Like I distinctly remember that album because I was freaking playing Twisted Metal Four, bro, and I was listening to this shit like nonstop. Like that—that's how much I listened <laughs> to this album, bro. Like when again, when you can remember specific times what you were doing, yeah, do you know? Yeah, yeah. do you know that that's dope? So so that's that's my five, man. And again, it could be intertwined, but like I just as far as like those groups in my childhood growing up, I thought that you know those pretty much made the first impact for me. What the biggest impact? So Ooh. there you go, man. I hope you that you said Memphis. Memphis, the first thing, first thing I think about is A Ball MJG. I mean, yeah, that's a that's another big group. That's another uh, big group, but they didn't have as big of an impact for me personally that uh, did three six. Right. Yeah, but A Ball MJG definitely up there. Like I said, it it could be intertwined, man, because they definitely had a huge impact as well. It's so many groups, man. 
so many different yeah. groups. At the end of the day, it's all about impact too. What it what it did for you, like musically stuff. Yeah. And then what what you were in your life too when you heard it. Yeah. You can remember that shit like exactly what you were doing the first time you heard. You know, what I'm saying this song or that song, like like first time I heard, uh, you know, what I'm saying shook ones or some shit like that. I can remember what I was doing. I was in fucking school. Like, yo, what the fuck is this song this dude playing driving past me? Like, and then I remember seeing a video on like Rap City or some shit. I'm like, yo, this shit is cold. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. So there you go, Quest. Thank you so much for the question. And again, if you would like to ask us a question for the next episodes of the podcast, uh, go ahead and tweet us, DM us, or you can actually submit a uh, a question on the Anchor app. So make sure you're utilizing that. But I think a lot of y'all probably want to use Twitter. So again, tweet us. But again, shout out to Quest seven one zero eight four for the dope question. Uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, thinking about all the all the monster groups, the monster rap groups in the past, man and present. Um, it definitely made me made me think about it a lot. So, so there you go, man. It could be intertwined, but that's my five right now. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right, man. So before we end off this episode, Light Towns episode 25, we have the album suggestion, which probably one of my favorite sections of the uh, of the podcast. Uh, so, Flock, <laughs> what album do you have for us this week? Um, go with Black Rob. Life Story is debut album. Um, came out in 2000. To me, it was a complete album. I know a lot of people just really only listen to the, the you know, the, the the banger, that summer banger. Whoa, that song, that that shit was everywhere. Everybody played that song, bro. That beat was crazy. The song was was hot, all that shit. But it wasn't just that song on that album. I mean, the title track, Life Story, with uh Cheryl Pepsi Riley singing singing the hook on that. That shit, that shit hit me when I first heard that. I'm like, yo, this shit is cold. Him talking about you know shit with his moms and. You know, saying the shit he been through because a lot of people don't know that Black Rob been in and out of jail like all his life, so he was always in trouble and it came across like his mom didn't really do too much shit for him, but he still loved and appreciated. It. You had shit like that. You had the, um, the looking at us. I know CeeLo was on that one. Diamond Spot Espacio with a uh, little Kim and G Dep. Uh, the You Don't Know Me. Can I Live with the Locks? You had uh, Jasmine. That was my shit right there. I think Carl Thomas was singing on that. Uh, Spanish Fly with Jennifer Lopez. You know what I'm saying? I Love You Baby with Puff Daddy, which we all know is Diddy. You know, I Dare You. It was a lot of songs. It's like 21 tracks on that motherfucking album, bruh. So y'all go check that shit out, man, from 2000. Um, yeah, man. I think it's a complete album. It's, it's definitely uh, it's a classic to me. You, know, you may not think so, but to me it's a classic because like I said, who don't remember the first time they heard "Whoa" for starters? But that album itself was was was, was worth listening to. It wasn't just a one a one track album. Facts, facts. And I I'm gonna admit this is another album that I never listened to like all the way through. It was just so much that was going on, and I couldn't like buy all these albums uh, when I was growing oh. up. But but everybody heard "Whoa" like it's <laughs> on Spotify, so y'all can yeah, check it, it out. It is. As a matter of fact, like I might have to listen to it right now. But uh, "Whoa" was another one of those tracks that, like, when I heard the explicit version, I'm like, "What you the hell listen, is this?" You don't want to listen to that this late at night. No, 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 no. Listen to that when you like cleaning up. Or yeah, like that. Like, yeah, I'm definitely in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't listen to that right now, but. Uh, but there you go, man. Black Rob Life Story came out in the year 2000. Y2K, baby. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely was minus you know us getting scared <laughs> about everything before right. it even started. Uh, but yeah, man. With that being said, man, we are at the end of Enlightened Sounds episode twenty-five. Flock, do you have any closing words for the people? Ah, uh, uh, just keep 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 the questions coming, yo. If y'all want to know something, you know, get in get in touch with us, man. I ain't I ain't you know I ain't too big to answer y'all questions and shit like that. It might be something you think I know. Uh, maybe something I don't know, but I'll find it out for you. Mm, good though, nice. you know what I'm saying? Y'all appreciate everybody come through, you know, checking us out, man. This is always a good thing to do. Apologize for us not getting this shit out to y'all sooner, man. But we both, you know, we both moving around and shit be happening sometimes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So again, yeah, I want to apologize um, for not bringing this out sooner. Uh, but again, I appreciate everybody that took the time to listen to the latest episode. I also want to give a huge shout out to Flock, man, because I can tell that like you are a really big hip hop connoisseur. Like I'm sitting there looking at the album while you just name and stuff off. I'm like, bro, he knows all this shit without oh, actually yeah. looking. He was oh. like, man, he's like, I think all time so this. So I'm like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> he like he like looking at us. It got CeeLo on it. I'm like, yup. <laughs> he like got so I think got 21 album. I mean, 21 tracks on that album. I'm like, yup. <laughs> I just remember you like you just remember shit like that. Like when you would you know got the CD in there and shit like that because that's who listen to CDs. Right. Listen, put your CD in there, and then you know track 21 was the last song. Yeah. Like that's just this just shit just be that just just be in my head, man. Right. Right. I don't be writing none of this shit down. I know you know. Yeah. That's what makes you more impressed. <laughs> Definitely makes me more impressed. So man, shout out, shout out to you, man. You were a hell of a co-host, and and I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that we could do this together, man. Whenever we come through, because you you be like showing me some stuff that I never heard of, and and I like that, man. I like gaining more knowledge and stuff, and and like going back and listening to these albums. You be giving albums from Jesse, you know. I gotta go back and listen to it because half of this <laughs> stuff I haven't listened to, like I said. So so I, I appreciate that i definitely appreciate Try to that. be for the people man that's all we, yes sir it ain't like you ain't never put me up on so yeah in fact yeah we do we definitely do the same you know we do the same thing for each other so so yeah man there you go man this has been in line sounds episode 25 we will see you off episode 26 next time i'm not gonna promise next week because something else <laughs> might happen <laughs> I'm done giving y'all promises, man, but we will see y'all whenever we can get the next episode out. Again, we appreciate y'all listening to us on whatever platform that you prefer, and we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace.